0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art Drama Llama, where we look beyond the galleries and dish on the art world's gossip, rivalries, and eccentricities. My name is Sianja.
1: My name is Manchi.
0: And I'm Vartika. And today, we're going to look beyond Georgia O'Keeffe.
1: Yeah, so today we're going to talk about Georgia O'Keeffe and the fact that her massive flower paintings that we all learned about in school, um, and probably her most famous flower paintings, anybody who doesn't know who she is will know that will know the paintings of giant leaf petals that look like female genitalia.
0: Can I make a confession?
1: Yeah, make a confession.
0: Uh, I actually don't remember learning about her. I just remember Miss Byam like complaining about how people, oh yeah, like, OK, so I was in her class, right? And I was like zoning out because you know how she goes in tangents. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I hear her voice get really loud. You were in that class.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Man, she so, there
0: yeah I guess you paid attention, but um, <laughs> I was like zoning out and then I hear, like, yeah, and then, well, they started saying like, she painted these vagina paintings, <laughs> and at that point, I was like, what's going on?
1: For, for our audience members, Ms. Bayam was our high school art history teacher. Yeah, yeah. if you're
0: out there, Ms. Byum,
1: yeah, please support Amy, the show.
0: We'd yes. love to have you as a guest.
1: Yes, Anytime. Anytime, She was yeah. very passionate, very enthusiastic about art, uh, yeah. which I think is what
2: made us all very interested in art history as well. So yeah, for sure. Nice. Um, Sahanya and Manchi, Sandra? Sahania? Um, How long have you known me, Bartika? <laughs> my bad. I, I don't remember what you said at the beginning. <laughs> um, they both had her together one year, and then I had had her the previous year. So even though I wasn't with them, we all took. We ended up taking APR history together, which solidified like our bond for our, and our s- love for our history. So yeah. yeah, I was
0: really surprised when I saw like Manchi there.
1: <laughs> you
2: I should know like... that at
1: that time I was taking any pre AP ha- pre AP classes I could get my hands on.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you just like had a secret in your interest in art this whole time, and you just like didn't never told anybody.
1: I think I did enjoy art, but I will say Miss Byam definitely I think turned me more towards art history. Um, just because it's absolutely fascinating to learn more about like the themes behind paintings and, and artists lives. I think that really ties everything together.
2: Yeah. I'd always enjoyed history in general. Like I have this little um, history book that I've definitely read. Like oh, same. Um, I'm a history buff. Um. And like we had, we were also in world history, the year that I took AP world history, the year that I took art hi- pre-AP art history. So I was like, oh wow, this all connects. And like w- coupled with um, Ms. Byam's like teachings, I was like, wow, I really like this. So I'm glad yeah. I took art history with you guys.
1: Yeah, it was <laughs> a great time. Yeah. It's I mean, the audience
2: can't see
0: my
1: hands, but like- She's stirring up some rocker signs. It's I thought those were yeah, some server. Yeah, My bad. I know art. Well, I know
2: our history. I don't know pop culture. Manchi, are you like secretly forty?
1: <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm an old soul.
2: Okay, you, I think we should we should go yeah. back. <laughs> uh, back
0: to Georgia O'Keeffe and her uh, color painting, uh, flower painting.
1: <laughs> Thanks for the transition. Um, yeah, so they're actually not about female genitalia. Miss Viam was, and I think a lot of educators um, out there really believe that her paintings were about vaginas, but that is actually an incorrect interpretation. And actually it was an interpretation that was pushed by her husband and other male artists uh, in the 1920s. Um, so when her paintings were first displayed actually by her husband, Alfred Stieglitz, um, or Stieglitz. Um, Stieglitz. Stieglitz. <laughs> Stieglitz. No, you. it was <laughs> I looked <Stieglitz>. up. <laughs> As you see, we are experts on pronunciation. Um, but Everybody promise- messes up our names. We
0: deserve <laughs> to mess up That's the true. white people's names. That's
1: true. Very true. Yes. So, Mr. Um,
0: Stagluit.
1: <laughs> he was the one. Gladys. Okay. He well, he was the one who actually <laughs> discovered Georgia O'Keeffe. So, Georgia O'Keeffe became famous because one of her friends sent her paintings to him, and he was like, "Wow, I have never met another woman who's expressed herself so fully." in art, um, because by that time, she was already painting close-ups of flowers. And so he mm-hmm. saw those and was like, wow, this is a representation of how women receive the world, which is through their womb. And this is like the deepest seat of their feeling, the mind comes second. Um, and that was like a very Freudian interpretation. And so- but like, whatever,
0: they weren't married at
2: this point.
1: No, they were not married. So he, he only knew her because her friend, Georgia Key's friend sent her paintings. Uh, I also saw
2: straight. that, um, like, after their relationship started, uh, this is kind of going into, like, the medium she used. Um,
0: I'm okay. sorry, but are you the host of tonight's episode?
2: Oh, my bad. Ahead, I'm, kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. I'm kidding. I'm
2: kidding. I'm kidding. After their relationship started, uh, I read that there or she stopped painting using watercolor because um, he, like, heavily encouraged her to quit. Uh, because supposedly the use of watercolor was associated with like amateur women artists. And like, I guess he saw that she was, I don't know. You know, based on like what I've read about their relationship, it makes me wonder, did he actually like her or did he only like her because she was like good and like, I guess getting famous. I don't know, maybe they like hate fuck.
1: (laughs) I mean, we can read some of their quotes. There's actually like a book of their letters and let me just say some of the quotes i've seen are very steamy um Ooh. so i think they had a great sex life
0: i've um, seen like but- pictures of georgia and i'm kind of like mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wasn't he also much older like yeah 20,
1: he's 25, a lot older.
2: 24 yeah. 25 years oh Yeah, my gosh
1: <laughs> yeah but i mean i think you make a valid point vartika because um she was his muse in a lot of senses as well and that's also part of the reason why her paintings uh, were so widely accepted to be representation of female genitalia because prior to her official gallery showing uh, Stieglitz took lots of pictures of her nude and had his own um, gallery exhibition of her nude photos and at that time (laughs) I mean you know so he You know, he was she was his muse at the time, and so when she started actually having her paintings on exhibition, um, Stieglitz pushed this narrative of you know saying that this is representation of female genitalia, but also because of all her previous nude pictures, the other male critics and artists also took it for face value and just believed that um, Mm. all of her work was representing female body parts so um, basically
0: he pushed his interpretation onto yeah, her work
2: so yeah. mansplaining from like the 1900 early 1900s okay. yes basically. the og mansplainer.
1: i mean honestly if you like read some of the quotes that they wrote about her like they wrote that the great painful and ecstatic climax and the art of this girl Ew. and out of how she felt through the womb and gave us a sense of woman's flesh and martyrdom. Um, her paintings were the relevation of the very essence of woman as a life giver, expressing dense, quivering, endless life and the world as it is known to woman. Uh, they also talk about the outpouring of sexual juices, looming hungers of the flesh. Um, her art is one long, loud blast of sex, sex and youth, sex and allison, sex and maturity, sex bulging, sex tumescent, sex deflated. Okay, I get it, I get it. <laughs>
2: You know, whenever uh, Ms. Vyam taught us about this, I did wonder. I was like, weren't people, I know we kind of talked about this before too, but weren't people a little more conservative in terms of like just like talking about these things, especially in art? Like um, the salon, I think it was called, and I think it was held in Paris where all these artists like gathered. Um, Marcel Duchamp or was it Picasso? Whoever did New Descending the Staircase, I remember that was like a huge deal at it. Wasn't that, yeah, Picasso? Oh, it was I'm pretty sure it's Picasso because it's like cubism. Yeah, it was cubism. I remember that. Um, uh-huh. So like all of these new ideas around, and I think that was around the same time, like Picasso was also early 1900s, right? Mm-hmm. So all of these things oh, were causing- was-
1: It was Marcel
2: Duchamp. Oh, it was Duchamp. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, Marcel Mm -hmm. Duchamp, then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, They, all of these things, they were like introducing all these new ideas, causing a lot of like havoc um, in like the set style. So that's why I always wondered like with Georgia O'Keeffe, she was supposedly introducing all these new ideas. And like, I don't know, I always wondered how this wasn't creating like, and she was a female doing this.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, that's that's also a good point. Um, and I think it was just, the art world is just crazy. You know, Sandra, the art wannabe can attest that I think they're always just been on the progressive bend. And I think at that well, point- Well, I
0: wouldn't say progressive <laughs> like, just for there. everybody, Perfect. but like, yeah, they they are um, they, they bring some interesting conversations <laughs> to the table.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. We're we talking about some of them on this podcast
0: I mean that's what this whole podcast revolves around (laughs) Um, yeah but one thing I I will say which I guess from what you have shared with us so far is that one thing artists really struggle with is like how the meaning of their work always gets like warped by Mm -hmm. like the public and the critics and people's interpretation of it. Cause some people are like, no, this is what this means. And then people will warp it completely to something else where they're like, no, I didn't mean for this to happen. And some artists even like disassociate themselves from like their art and some will even just flat out just stop making art. Cause of how like warped uh, a certain piece is made or like their message. And they're just like completely like disgusted with like how people took their work and like just kind of took it away from them by yeah. put, like pushing on their own interpretations on it. Which is like, yeah. And I, not only is that like for traditional artwork because it also happens in animations as a cartoon lover. That's why I'm kind of like afraid of like, if I were to ever like work for a network and make my show, I'd be scared of my fans. I would never want to meet them. I would never like want to read their comments because I don't know what what crazy stuff they're going to be saying. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, that just leads, like, to the larger discussion of, like, when you're an artist and you put stuff out there, regardless of, you know, if you're a painter or a writer or an animator, um, anytime you're putting content out there, people are going to take it for their own interpretation. And that just yeah. to a bigger debate. Is that, like, I mean, does the art become its own entity? Does the author's, painter's intent still matter at that point? Um, There's also I mean, an argument
0: of, like, do you still have the right to own your work? But it's meant to be viewed
1: by others yeah it's very true and And i mean it'll never it won't belong to yourself because you are sharing it with the world um and it's a tough balance right because as the artist you're trying to express a message but yeah
0: but i also feel like people are viewing things because they want to see your take you see what i mean yeah yeah i mean it's 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 i guess it's an argument as old as
2: time and it also makes you wonder like um we're interpreting all these older pieces of art in like i don't know the ways that we've been told how many are we interpreting wrong especially like the really old ones that we don't have like proper records for and stuff like what if they're actually trying to say i don't know oh this is me talking about my love for this person or like the mona lisa for example maybe he just wanted to like paint his girlfriend or something but like we're like Vinci gay i mean uh we can explore this on another podcast okay. another episode, but <laughs> that was just an example. But like, maybe it was just his girlfriend or something, but like, we're thinking her to be, I don't know, some like, I don't, I don't know,
0: whatever I was. Well, going. You, you bring a valid point because I remember in art class, especially in high school, they would always make us like, when we turn our portfolios to like college board, they would always want us to like write something about what we made. And a lot of kids were like, I just made this cause I thought it'd be cool. <laughs> like I have nothing to say, like, like there is no meaning. And actually uh, I didn't participate, but you know how like they, I didn't participate cause math always screwed me over, like my math grade. So I wasn't allowed to go to like the, what's it called, the base, mm. which is for you band people, like UIL for like art.
1: UIL is it- for audience members, it's just a state competition. Yes. Yes. So, basically, like a state
0: competition for like art, uh, and two of my classmates actually like confronting these people. Like, it doesn't have a meaning. I just made it because it was cool. I I thought this was a cool idea. I want to make it. I made it. There is no meaning. You should value. You not value. You should like judge my art based on the skill that I presented, not on like the meaning. And they gave them like low scores.
1: Wow, that's really Even interesting.
0: Yeah, even though like what they made was actually, I like to think it was pretty cool mm-hmm. and like right. neat. And they were just like, oh, well, since it doesn't have a meaning, they like knocked off points.
1: Yeah, I, I guess just to wrap us back to Georgia O'Keeffe, I think that this discussion kind of falls into her life as well, because I think when she was painting and based off of the stuff I was reading about her, she just really wanted to paint nature. Like she was genuinely interested in being able to express like details of flower parts um, and basically nature into her paintings. And there was no deeper meaning like female genitalia in it or even another hidden meaning, right? Um, But, you know, even the 1970s, her paintings got basically appropriated by the feminist movement, um, where women again were pushing the idea that she was painting genitalia and talking and using that kind of just like to promote the cause, right? And saying, hey, we're a woman, we can talk about our female parts and genitalia. We can talk about ourselves um, and and do it in a free and liberating way. Um, which I think kind of goes back to our debate, like George O 'Keefe never meant these to be female genitalia, and at two different distinct moments in history, they were both taken to take this me- message and in one case, I would argue with the feminist movement, you know that is very empowering for a woman to say hey i am I have the power to." express myself however I want and I take ownership again of my body part and take my ownership away from the male gaze and put it with the female gaze right and so I think that's so interesting to talk about like the debate of if public art should keep just with the author's intent or the artist's intent or it has its life of its own because in sometimes it's positive and other times it could be negative but that is also part of the reason why as people we consume art we want to see somebody express something but we also want to take away our own message and it's just that line between those two gets blurred right like at what point are you reading or looking at something for another view on the world and what at what point are you coming to a realization about the world that might not be what the artist originally intended intended but nevertheless you took your own meaning from it
0: well I feel her case is interesting because it or unique because she never really had a chance to like have that discussion organically come about. It always seemed like, I guess, it her was husband. was for her, yeah. Yeah, like her husband, like, presented it that way from the start so people ran with it versus, like, yeah. oh, look at this. And then somebody somewhere along the time going, like, hey, this kind of looks like that. Did That's true.
2: protests protest against feminism? Because, um, like, of the time period. Like, was she, I know... Everyone later on was like, oh, she's a big icon for us. Like you were just talking about me but do you think maybe she was like, I don't know, not a whole about that whole idea? Cause I've, I've read about some women who were like, oh no, I just want to confine myself to working at home or like doing household chores or like whatever. And they're like, actually like actively, like, no, this is what we, sh- this is what women should do. So like, do you think maybe she was.
1: Yeah I mean I think this does tie back to what Sandra was saying in terms of she never got to express her own message because um, uh, on two separate notes like we'll talk about the feminist piece uh, in a second but she was recognized as an iconic female artist and there were other female artists later who would try to display that in their own work. There was somebody who was making a table runner where it would feature her name um, because it was representing like all the female artists at the table And she was very opposed to that because she didn't wanna be known as a female artist, Um, which ties into the sort of anti-feminist piece. Um, It might seem that way on the surface because she doesn't wanna be tied to the Mm -hmm. title of a female artist, but she was actually very much for uh, the feminist movement. Um, She was always reading female um, feminist literature. She belonged to the National Women's Party. Uh, she actually wrote to Eleanor Roosevelt asking her to support the Equal Rights Amendment. Um, and and so she was a feminist, but she just didn't want to be a female artist. And I think I can, I can see her perspective because, like you guys mentioned, people were speaking out for her behalf and saying, hey, you are a female painter. Like, what you do is, like, female. And she just wanted to be respected as an artist and have her work taken the same as it as any other man uh, or any other man's paintings would be taken. Um, and I mean, there were a lot of critics at the time who would also say her work was not her own and belonged to her husband. Um, and that other uh, other male artists would be so angry that she would be added to the National Institute of Arts and Letters um, and all these different moments of sexism that cropped up in her career. and. So I, I think I can sympathize with her when she wants to be just a female artist um, or not just a female artist. She wants to be an artist and be an individual and not a gendered individual.
2: Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Like when you say it that way, that does make sense. Um, like there's no need to classify. Like you're just an artist. You, like it's yeah. how we, how, it's how, I don't know, you can relate it to kind of current times where people are trying or people are, I guess, still trying to divide us up based on like race or sexuality gender whatever like we're all humans as a whole it's not like we're all the same like inside and out just because your skin color is different or like I don't know people types of people you like are different or whatever I don't know well I guess also from like a wannabe artist perspective
0: a lot of people do like kind of pigeonhole themselves and advertise themselves as such like oh I'm a woman artist oh Mm -hmm. I'm like a Mexican artist I'm like this type of artist so they can have like uh, like their gimmick and have like kind of like a preset audience by pigeonholing themselves Mm -hmm. and I guess what she was fighting against is like no I don't want to pigeonhole myself because uh yeah like like yeah like a lot of artists even though their work touches upon like their gender their ethnicity or whatever Mm -hmm. at a certain point they want to move on from that and just create work and have their work stand on their own without Mm -hmm. people going like oh what does this say about like your ethnicity your gender so i guess and i from what i can tell from like that time period a lot of artists were like that they like had like their gimmick like oh i only work with Abstract colors, no lines, no this. And I guess yeah. people like approached her with like pigeonholing her with her gender. And I guess she just she didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, like artists will do that. They'll be like, oh well, I'm a feminist artist, and all their things are gonna be about all of that. But mm-hmm. then the like art but then when an artist does want to move on from that it's kind of hard from stray away with how you like presented yourself
1: right i'm going to play devil's advocate because i think about this a lot because it's true on one side we're all humans and we share that human experience but i think on the other side it is those things that make us different like our ethnicity our skin tone our gender our childhood experiences where we grew up all of those things color our human experience right like Mm -hmm. and I think it makes sense for artists to have a gimmick, as you would say, because some artists really do want to give their perspective on life and their perspective is so entrenched in those surface characteristics, right? Because there's no denying that your ethnicity, um, your socioeconomic status, your gender affects the way you are treated in society and the way you experience life and the opportunities you get. Um, and I like it makes sense to have that gimmick because you want to make a statement about this is what my experience was like and have your voice be heard. But on the flip side, not every person wants to make those statements. You know, like some people want to make a larger statement. Uh, I guess in Georgia O'Keefe's in Georgia O'Keeffe's case, she wanted to make a statement of nature, and not necessarily just about her gender. Uh, and her later paintings would reflect that as well. Like she was painting mountains and skull heads. Um, so I see what you're saying. It's just it is a tough line to balance because there are people who want to talk about their experience in life, but then you know somebody else who might be similar wants to talk about another thing that doesn't have anything to do with their life. But because they might be in a specific category, then all their art, get, uh, all their art, um, gets interpreted in that sense. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like totally. I see that a lot too. Like in school. Um... Like, uh, a lot of people want to explore, like, their sexuality, and other people really do not care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I see this a lot with, like, white people. But if they're, like, (laughs) not straight, they'll be like, I'm not straight, and everything, like, their sexuality becomes their personality, and, like, another person who also is not straight, they're like, okay, cool, but, like, I want to explore this. I want to explore my ethnicity more than my sexuality.
1: Yep. Yeah, everybody's yeah. just at a different stage in their life and wants to make different messages. And I guess the I guess what we're trying to say is that we should listen to the artist for their intent. But it is also okay for us to take our own messages away from their works of art.
2: But also oh, don't like assign meaning yeah. to it on like her husband did. Yeah. Well, back to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> back
1: to Georgia. Um, yeah, so we covered a lot of like her feelings, so she was very, very angry about the fact that her artwork, her flower paintings were not interpreted the same way, but uh, as you guys said, there was just never a point where she was able to express it. Actually, at one point, she did pay a female critic to write about it, but you know, in those times, female critics' voices were not as well heard, so mm. She did make efforts in order for her message to be sent out, but it was just never received. And I think there was just other movements, whether it be all the male artists in the 1920s who wanted uh, to talk about the Freudian view on things or in the 1970s with the feminist movement that just warped the way her, her paintings were viewed. Um,
2: yeah, and her I was really- life, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say her life overlapped with Freud. Um, just looked his or when he died up he died in 1939 so mm. um I guess at that point that's that might also have been why people were trying or I guess her husband was trying to assign like yeah. this female genitalia, like oh this is what it is and like how I guess how it also relates to psychology because right. uh, I don't know Freud was yeah it's all so about that <laughs> oedipus oedipus is so annoying yeah really like like,
0: uh, no doubt love psychology mental health all that but oh my fucking gosh yeah his theories
2: are just some i'm like all right yeah some make sense like like i I feel
0: like the beginning always makes sense and then he keeps going you're like whoa whoa buddy whoa
1: (laughs) (laughs) too far too far
0: (laughs) yeah also like i feel that like in that time period when you know he started to become more relevant people you know were just trying to like hi yes I'm I'm so smart I know about him I know about psychology I know how the mind works
2: yeah there were a lot of um psychologists or like different I I don't want to say movements but like different fields arising around that time Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to say like late 1800s and I always think it's like earlier but I think it was mostly in the 1900s so I think that's also why um, a lot of the works from the nineteen hundreds do already have assigned like connections to psychology or like people are trying to assign connections to psychology just because they all these things overlapped. And like that's another thing about history is like sometimes you just don't realize that like all these different things are all going on at the same time and how it all connects, which is why this podcast is supposed to be super interesting. I suppose. Nice um, <laughs> <laughs> um because wait hold like, on It was georgia yeah. o'keefe and like her husband were they like high society no they were not high society she okay. was born, like a, she was like born on a farm or something or like yeah the she, first part of her life she
1: right? was born on a Course farm girl. <laughs> and her husband yeah she was i mean she kind of was she was like yeah. always super into nature and like painting um but her husband was actually an immigrant so from oh, okay. europe so they Ooh. were pretty much like on the ground but I will say Alfred did start his own photography studio uh, and gallery mm-hmm. slash gallery um, and he actually got really famous in the art world for his paintings yeah. or for his for his photographs my bad he did not paint he was a photographer
2: oh yeah yeah you're right because I guess the photographs the romantic and nude photographs of them makes no no ma'am <laughs> I took a class
0: where we talk about like the history of media and one of the subjects was photograph and yeah no as soon as the photograph was invented port got on it real quick
2: <laughs> yeah like no you like, do not
0: separate pornography from the camera
2: no based on what man she said earlier about like how they really have like steamy love letters and stuff i, I feel like, be feel all like about. they were hate
0: fucking each other because <laughs> this man like brought such like torment into her career and her <laughs> life for her to like marry him like what what happened what made her like I could understand him being like attracted to her because you know men just are but like they you know they just I think they're always just you know down to but like what made her go like you know what yeah let me like give this man a chance let me like
1: was he attractive I, think she <laughs> she <laughs> huh? I, I don't think he was particularly attractive, but I think she just... <laughs> I think she really... Okay, I'll read a quote from one of her letters to him uh, before they got married. She says, I'm getting to like you so tremendously that it sometimes scares me. Uh, having told you so much of me, more than anyone else I know, could uh, could anything else follow? It's Catherine you <laughs> I mean...
0: It's of fever, because back then, you only knew, like, your little town.
2: <laughs> oh, whoa. This guy has... He has an interesting mustache. It's like super (laughs) bushy and like out there. Let me Google (laughs) him.
1: I mean, okay, they say he was extremely charismatic, amazingly egoistical and narcissistic, but he had an ability to establish a de communion with people. And I guess that makes sense. Yeah, like that
2: very charming type of personality that just like draws you in. Yeah. I mean,
1: he was like, I'm, the quotes he's or the quotes I've read uh, from their letters you know is just he is charming he says all I want is to preserve that wonderful something which is so purely exists between us like what guy today would you know who would write something like that you know that's what they
0: say <laughs> that's
2: how they yeah, get it's you. all
0: cute and romantic at first
2: but then, then he, they he have you really manipulative like huh he seems kind of manipulative based on like how he kind of pushed this whole idea on her or like her, the image of her and her artwork yeah yeah i know what
0: pictures are you looking at because
2: i mean i just went on his wikipedia
0: because so. there's this man that's like next to her while she's significantly older
2: oh that might be her um caretaker
0: okay
1: <laughs> uh Speaking of her character, Georgia O'Keefe also had a very interesting Listen. second half of her life, and we can talk about that in a future podcast, so are going to wrap it up. Sorry, I feel here. like we did
0: it, we strayed too much on, like, theories instead of what I think O'Keefe.
2: it's cool. I think this is the whole point of our podcast, though, because yeah. we're not just talking about art. There's several art history podcasts out there, but we're trying to bring in our own take, our own ideas, and, like, I don't know, I guess, I feel like we added a little bit over like our you own know what you
0: write Martika, because as we said in our like bio we are wannabe art historians
2: <laughs> yes yes we're talking about the cool interesting things that like I don't know hopefully this type of stuff will draw people in and it's not just yeah. oh this is what this person is it's not your NPR voice spouting off facts about Georgia O'Keeffe
1: we want M- to stand out from the Khan Academy videos where they just oh my, they like where they whisper
2: we watch so many Khan Academy videos for art history APR some history. of them
0: like made me fall asleep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like not in a bad way like they were just calm like ah yes especially because okay. they have that like ambience of like people in a museum oh I miss <laughs> museums COVID be over already
1: <laughs> um on that note We're going to wrap up the podcast for today.
2: All right, guys. If you have any stories that you would like us to cover, email us at artdramalama at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram, our handles are artdramalama. And you can also support us on Patreon by becoming a llama at artdramalama. And lastly, thank you for joining us. And we hope we can continue looking beyond the galleries with y'all next time. Bye, llamas.